That's me, he gasped. Almost in a daze, Charlie opened the envelope to reveal an invitation to a party. And not just any party. It was a sleepover party at the home of some kids who lived just down the street. Charlie didn't know them personally, of course. He didn't know any kids his own age. But clearly, someone there had taken pity on the small, strange boy who lived in the Model 3. Charlie read the invitation twice to make sure it really said what he thought it said. Then he read it once more for good measure. Once he was satisfied that he wasn't dreaming the whole thing, he showed it to his parents. Absolutely not, his father said after glancing at the invitation. But why? Charlie shot back. I've been good. I've done all my schoolwork. In fact, I just finished the chapter on geography. Honey, what your father means, his mother said, is that we certainly wish you could go, but what if you have one of your nightmares? One of his nightmares. Even though it had been years since Charlie had had a catastrophic nightmare in public, the thought of it happening again made him absolutely weak with dread. And yet, here was an actual, real opportunity to make a friend. He couldn't pass it up. So he begged his parents. He pleaded. He offered to do the dishes for a year and mow the lawn and learn French. He argued that it had been so long since his last unspeakable nightmare that he had surely outgrown them. Finally, he told his parents that going to the sleepover party was the only present he wanted for Christmas and his birthday combined for the next two years. Three, if that's what it took. After much arguing behind closed doors, his parents finally relented. Which is how, later that night, Charlie found himself skipping up the steps of a stranger's house with an overnight bag slung over his shoulder. You know how to get a hold of us if utter disaster occurs, Charlie's mother asked nervously, following behind him. Yes, Mom, I know how to use a phone. Do you want me to quickly review any of the foos I've taught you, Kung or otherwise? His father offered. I'm not going to need to fight anyone with Kung Fu, Dad. Nothing's going to happen, trust me. We never should have permitted this, his mother moaned. And a sleepover, no less. What were we thinking? Nothing will go wrong, Charlie said, looking longingly at the other boys inside the house. They were clearly already having a blast. I won't have any nightmares tonight, trust me. Of course we do, son, Mr. Benjamin replied as he handed Charlie a cell phone. We know nothing will go wrong, but just in case it does, I put our home number on speed dial so you can call quickly if something absolutely catastrophic occurs. Thanks, Dad, Charlie said resignedly, taking the phone from him. And if you look in your backpack, his mother added, you'll find earplugs in a little baggie. You can use them if the other children tease you and call you horrible names. Okay, Mom, Charlie said, wishing desperately that they would leave. They just stood there. Well, Mr. Benjamin said finally, I guess we had better go. We love you, son, 
and we trust you, and we feel certain in our hearts and in our souls that nothing cataclysmic or disastrous will happen this evening. It won't, Charlie said. Everything will be fine, I promise. And everything was fine, for a while. Charlie played computer games, ate pizza, and watched PG-13 horror movies. Incredibly, he even found himself on the verge of making a friend, a tall blonde kid everyone called F.T., which, Charlie learned, was short for F.T.W., which was short for For the Win, because of his terrific video game prowess. It was the most fun Charlie had ever had in his entire life. Then it came time to go to sleep. Accounts differed as to what exactly happened during what newspaper headlines would soon call Terror at the Sleepover...